0: Hey everybody, Uh, welcome to the Uncultured Cinematic Universe. Here we discuss your favorite movies of all time, as well as the ones that got away. We look at classic and iconic films from two perspectives, that of the diehard fan and that of the Uncultured, who's never seen it before until now. We're your hosts, Joe and Justin, here to act as your guides, playing part as both the fellow enthusiasts and the ignorant and Uncultured. Today, it's time to free your mind and shake those tail feathers, because we're talking about the unlikely 2000 blockbuster hit, Chicken Run. I can't wait to fully understand just how much of a blockbuster this was. Have you, like, done any digging into, like, how much money this made and stuff? Absolutely not. So I know you kind of poke around in some of the things for the, for the movies. I don't, because mm-hmm. I don't want to unearth anything mm-hmm. that might be like a bombshell that you want to drop on me. Yeah, you famously, like, this is going back into Justin and Joe history. You, like, used to not watch trailers for things because uh, you didn't want to spoil them. Is that still a practice that you uphold? That's not. Um, so, like, my movie-going habits have changed. Um, uh, rarely get a chance to go out and see a film. Otherwise. Right. The um, habits are that they don't exist. Anymore. They do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, habitually, they don't exist. Yeah. So... um you know, uh, if I see or read any inklings about a cool movie that's coming out that I want to see, um, uh, now I'll just go ahead and just watch the trailer just to, like, get that initial endorphin hit. And then, like, I know that eventually at some point I'll watch it. I mean, we, we're we living in the golden age of Barbenheimer right now. Like, what are your thoughts? Are you excited to see either Barbie or Oppenheimer? I really do want to see them, if nothing more than just to fully celebrate the insane uniqueness of having both of those movies out at the same time Mm -hmm. and how there is just fervent uh you know hunger on all sides to go watch this movie both of them really people are throwing around the word monoculture uh we are we are a society once again that is obsessed with going to the movies we're all talking about the same thing you go on twitter right now every other thing is barbie and oppenheimer the last week and into this week has all been the, you see all the memes, you see all the t-shirts that are coming out. And I think I want to just buy a shirt just to mm-hmm. commemorate, even if I don't go see him in theaters, which I probably should. So I can share that unique, dumb history with my daughter later in life. Aww. Like you, you remember the Bob of 23? I was there. Shut up, grandma. <laughs> go take your pill drunk again <laughs> grandpa <laughs> grandpa you're ruining the barbecue <laughs> i would fully you know uh not be surprised if the mid atlantic accent comes back by then so really yeah that you it. think it's going to come back around i hope so well uh, for for regular listeners of the podcast you know that i typically treat each episode as like a close reading of like a paper that you would write in like ninth grade. Okay. So I like to have like an intro and a middle stuff and conclusion. Regular like five paragraphs essay. And I have been inspired by Barbenheimer and it's gonna make its way into my argument later when we talk about just like what makes a blockbuster. Is an argument? Yeah. I love it. Because we are, of course, rounding off blockbuster month. It Correct. is the month of July. Yep. Our miniseries series this uh this month was all about blockbusters. So um, you guys started with Terminator YouTube. 2, yep. famous blockbuster, famous sequel blockbuster, famous yeah. like movie theater moment. Probably another moment where everyone was just talking about it, right? Yeah. We then went into Speed, Speed, um, which was kind of like a big kickoff moment for both Keanu Reeves and uh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Uh, we talked about like budget. We talked about effects. We talked about just big blow Yes. Yeah. Going really maximalist and everything. And now this one is such a curveball i think it's a natural next step to talk about chicken run after these first two (laughs) um so so the reason i picked chicken run this is a stop motion animated movie that came out in 2000 for anyone who doesn't know it was made by dreamworks as kind of like their big competitive moment with disney pre-shrek right pre-shrek uh that that really surprised me at the beginning i was like "Ooh, it's a DreamWorks." yeah like a year before shrek really like blew them out of the water yeah um or blew disney out of the water yeah lots of blowing um um so the reason i picked it is not just because it made a ton of money and i'm gonna kind of get into my reasons um which it did it made a lot of money so I'm surprised so we we'll, we can touch on this in a little bit but just like so there's the implication of the wallace and gromit of it all as well as... Expl- explain that, what? So, like, the animation studio, this the style and the look is of Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, it's the same studio. Right, so there's that. And then there's, like, British humorisms. Right. Which usually impacts and, you know, has a urban to underground following or whatever for, like, a subset of, of it, society. It doesn't seem like it would be a mainstream hit. And that's why I'm really surprised that, like, you presented that. I was like, Chicken Run was a blockbuster? okay. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um i'll 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 get into this when i get to the stats and then i'll have some thoughts on why it's a blockbuster yeah um let's talk about just uh stop motion what do we think what do you where do you land on stop motion as a visual um art form i love it yeah i uh know you know that there are certain people that just like can't stand it it's either too like uncanny or too unsettling in some of the movements. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like some people don't like Coraline for that for those reasons. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember my earliest like feature length thing of stop motion was, which I imagine most of millennials uh, was The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. yes, 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 stop motion. Robert Zemeckis, which some people confuse that. Tim Burton did it. No, nah, Robert Zemeckis. Henry Selick. Henry Selick, <laughs> no, People would be after you with torches uh, <laughs> for saying Zemeckis. It, th- for some reason, Henry Selick and Robert Zemeckis kind of sound... They both have similar names. It's and they're both... like the same kind of syllabic kind of follow through. Yeah. But yeah, that was my earliest memory of like a feature length. However, uh, I think my first memory of coming across what stop motion was, was... Um, probably again like the early 90s but it was a music like music videos uh watching mtv i grew up watching mtv a ton i was a super rap kid, you know you're so cool i'm so cool but now the music videos from the band tool um early on did like (laughs) really creepy stop-motion style music videos that's pretty cool and it they're so unsettling and that's the kind of shit that i what's what is the genre of tool i haven't heard of them uh they're kind of like stoner doom metal rock kind of thing yeah it's just really now they've kind of evolved a lot more into like syncopated math math mathy kind of stuff but that was my first introduction to like what is this visual medium thing that i'm watching Mm -hmm. and then you know night before christmas and then um I'm trying to think of anything in between that and like Coraline that, that jumps out probably this one, but I didn't watch this when Mm -hmm. it came out, but, uh, Coraline as well. And then, um, I can't remember the name of this movie. You're gonna have to circle back to me, but there's like, there was this big, like 30 year, uh, movement, uh, or not even movement. It was a, a passion project of some director guy who, um, I think he worked on, I think it was the dinosaur one of the dinosaur guys from Jurassic Park. Okay. He did this long 30 year reaching project to make a stop animation, like heady, crazy movie. It's called like God something. I can't I have to look it up. I'm did it up. ever come out? It did. It eventually did come out. I haven't seen it yet, but, um, but yeah, so like stop animation, you know, I, I think it's rad as an artist, a person who creates, I can really fully appreciate it just for the amount of effort takes mm-hmm. it's mindless that's that's what i was going to say like when you when you see behind the scenes of any of these stop motion movies obviously like the way that they do this is they're taking actual pictures of like clay or other uh like moldable objects and so they do it frame by frame and then they tweak it and then they take a picture and that's a frame and then it's a frame and so it's it's never really like a just a regular nine to five day job for anyone. It's, uh, it always has the feeling of like, this is someone's passion project. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a lot of stop motion films and they all take like five years to yeah. make it and, is, like 8,000 hours. It so. is years of someone's life going in day in, day out and just like meticulously moving a little thing, backbreaking yeah. labor. Yeah. So the, it, as an art form, it's probably like respected, but you can see how like it probably doesn't take off as much as like, cgi or traditionally uh hand-drawn animated stuff no 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 no. because mm-hmm. the the investment is so high up front and it takes a long time for the return you know mm-hmm. so which is so great when you get a company like aardman where chicken run was their first uh major like feature length uh thing right. and so yeah they they did a lot of shorts uh, i have kind of like a history moment with them Um, they, they made a lot of like short films and they did stuff like you're talking about with music videos and they did like little television spots and stuff that were all stop motion, uh, animated. And so they kind of made a name for themselves as Ardman animations in stop motion. They're kind of like the first name in stop motion these days. Yeah. Um, besides maybe like Leica is uh, another one now. Um, so Ardman was founded back in like the early seventies. And then it, uh, it wasn't until like very late 80s and into the 90s that they really started dominating. Weirdly, the Academy Award for Animated Short, they won that like three times. Really? Um, so they would be crunching out these shorts. A lot of it was like Wallace and Gromit shorts. That's the, they kind of became famous with that. And then they partnered with DreamWorks on this movie because DreamWorks at the time, uh, late two thousand late 90s, early 2000s, was scrambling to compete with, uh disney and so disney in that era was releasing in 2000 they had fantasia they had dinosaur did you ever see that where it's like other oh, animated fantasia and then dinosaur ea fantasia 2000 dinosaur with like the traumatic meteor sequence um and emperor's new groove those were like their big uh 2000 animated movies uh to kind of put you in the moment dreamworks is looking for a hit they released um Prince of Egypt, which was like, critically well-received, once some Oscars, but maybe didn't make a ton of money. And they're about to release Shrek, and they don't really know what they have there. And so they team up with Aardman to release this movie. It ends up being kind of a crossover hit uh, and, like, a broad-reaching story, which I think mm-hmm. is one of the facets of what makes something a blockbuster, is that it is it kind of has mass appeal. Um, yeah. And I want to talk about, like... How this story is just like so tight and well made that it's just, it's, there's like, there's one thing that we're after, and the characters all have very specific goals, and like it wraps up, and hmm, this is it. This is such a wall shaped story. And so, anyway, so like, this is the first movie that uh, Aardman releases, first feature length movie. It makes, let me see, $227 million. Um, and it remains. By a pretty large margin, the highest grossing stop-motion movie of all time. I believe yeah. it. So that's what we're... Well, I'm surprised that Coraline didn't have as much of... Coraline. The... Yeah, Coraline, um, I think, I it came in more, more of a, fault. More of a fault. Yeah. Yeah. um but was a little bit darker, whereas this movie, like, you could see it... Be... This movie's still pretty fucking Oh, oh my God. This movie's I want still dark it. as shit at times. Wait. This movie's dark as shit. I think like within the first I think yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's in the first five minutes the there, there there's a heading yeah. and it's just like, oh my god, that's dark for a kid. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. It's really sad. And like having to tell children that's like, oh yeah, that's where like, you know, the chicken nuggets and chicken fingers that you love so much. Yeah, those are actual chickens. Yeah. And there's like World War II internment camp, not not internment camp, POW camp vibes throughout. Like it's very, very, uh, um, inspired by the Great Escape. I don't know if you picked up on that. That's that other oh, music. Uh, that's the video that I sent you before this that kind of shows yeah. the music. So this movie from like the the fifties or sixties yeah. uh-huh. with Steve McQueen, and it's about a prisoner of war camp. It's almost comedic in a way, but obviously it has like dramatic moments where it's Steve McQueen and a bunch of um in a German prison of war camp. The the warden is like this German guy and he's kind of like their nemesis, but they keep planning escapes again and again. Mastermind, he has like a science buddy who's like his he's um his him. brains. Yeah. And so they escape in all these like crazy ways. It ends with them all escaping and kind of scattering and like some of them make it and some of them don't. Uh is Mel Gibson also in this one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Baby Mel Gibson. Baby Mel Gibson he was born in there um no um so yeah very much inspired by that time the music is very like regimental uh, uh it's very much yeah, I love yeah. the music in this movie um let me see so ardman's first feature length production bought by dreamworks pre shrek um heavy inspiration what was your what was your knowledge of this movie going into it like what did you know about it and what really surprised you here so, um, 2000, I'm in my early teens, mm-hmm. um, you know, just on that burgeoning point of just like, I'm not a, not a girl, but not yet a woman, mm-hmm. you know, so like, we're trying to grow out of, out of children's, movies children's movies and, and kind of get more into, into, which I already, which I already not seeing this kid shit. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, get ready for high school, that kind of stuff. Um, so. So, I remember seeing the trailer for this movie, and, and it sparked, you know, a lot of nostalgic memories when I downloaded the trailer that we're going to watch here. Mm-hmm. Of, like, oh, I remember seeing that, like, in theaters or on, like, VHS tapes or whatever. And then they used to put trailers at the front. Um, so, I knew of it, and I remember that, like, oh, that looks like Wallace. I was familiar with Wallace and Gromit throughout the 90s. And I don't remember, like, what channel it came on or how I was able to watch it, but... Um, I was like, oh, I was like, that's oh, that's not that's for that's me. Not for I me. Like, I wasn't British. super into British. Mm-hmm. Music. Uh, I was only like barely adjacent to it. Like, I'd seen some Monty yeah. Python stuff. I um, know uh, uh, my dad and uh, my dad loved it growing mm-hmm. up. Uh, but I'd tried it a couple times when I was a little bit younger, and I was like, I don't quite get it. What they're saying, and they're speaking really funny and talking kind of fast, and I don't understand. Same with same with, with Wallace and Gromit. So I wasn't super excited to watch this movie as a kid, and then just passed me by. I really but surprised. it was really surprising, you know, taking it all in, especially since you poised it as like, oh, it's exactly. like, it's got World War II vibes. So it, totally, it totally does. It's got like <laughs> dour light. It's really dark. Dang. It's so muddy. It's so oppressive. You expect like a, a, a World War II tank to go by <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Just a, yeah, fighter pilot mm-hmm. jet just zip on by. Even though arguably it takes place in like maybe this, the 80s the, the 70s who knows it's kind of like out of time it's out just of based on of the technology being used it's like post 50s i'd say it's got to be at least yeah definitely past world war ii the war has mm-hmm. ended. the allies have yeah. won hitler exists within chicken run but he's just not here anymore <laughs> he is dead uh so it's um that was really surprising of just like the tone of it being just so like we need to overcome and break our genes. Hmm. That kind of a thing. I was like, that's kind of... Like, I can get how that's, like, easy to understand and, like, it's an escape kind of movie. Um, yeah. And that's an easy uh concept for a child to grasp onto. But, like, like, like reading into it as an adult is just like, oh, that's kind of dark. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they are literally escaping death. Yeah. And they can see it and they know it's coming. A death that is... Very much like uh, in the foreground in the first five minutes. Yeah, and it, the, so that really threw me off. It's just like, oh shit, this is one of those kinds of movies. But I, and and that's part of my my big thesis for like what really makes a blockbuster. It's just it's clear stakes. Like we talked about this with Speed. It's such a contained story. Uh, yeah, this it's just kind of similar in that way. Like it's it, this whole movie takes place within like a chicken coop, really. Yeah, Like a, a, a fencing in like paddock or whatever mm-hmm. we're going to call it that looks like a prisoner of war camp. I love the way that they designed this. If you look in some of the earlier shots, there's like, I don't know what it's supposed to be on a chicken farm, but there's something that looks like a gunman watchtower, like on the edge of the fence yeah. uh-huh. that I only noticed like this time around. Like there's no one up there, obviously, um, but they really make it look like the great escape, like with the individual huts and stuff. Yeah. And like the razor wire on the top of the fence seems mm-hmm. just, like. That's insane! Like this is—it's so over the top for a chicken farm, and like the 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 farm owners like hate the chickens so much. It's 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 wonderful, but they let them walk around in little. Yes. They're wearing clothes. <laughs> wearing clothes. Yeah chicken clothes and i you love like clothing the, the magical realism that happens here there's just like certain things that are accepted in this they're like absolutely like talking within earshot of the people yeah at the end there's kind of a toy story moment where it's like just the farmer realize that they can talk yeah like it becomes a thing i said that to ryan last night i was like dude do, do they understand that yeah. they're speaking english and they eh. and she's like no that's probably just like mrs tweedy is like talking to them at the end like she's yeah. like i'm gonna okay. bake you into a pie i can't wait to get to the ending Ah. Uh, I bet this is not how you thought that movie was going to end. No. Um yeah. Um okay. I I definitely see where you're coming from with like the British of it all. I think if you watch something like Wallace and Gromit, especially the earlier shorts, like very like heavy British material. Yeah. And then I think one of the reasons that Chicken Run was able to become kind of like a crossover hit is that it does deal with like uh fish out of water american type in the middle of all of this uh british yeah. um mayhem happens to be Mel Gibson I was but that's by that as well yeah oh yeah you didn't did you know much about like the voice cast going into no this? idea none yeah so we had to keep pausing and looking at the uh, the thing on amazon be like who's that who's that mm-hmm. so yeah, it's a bunch of british actors um there's some people on here from like absolutely fabulous have you seen that uh before british TV not show familiar with it yeah Check it out. i have got um, some some Harry Potter folks. Mm-hmm. Some Harry Potter folks. So Umbridge from Harry Potter yeah, I and mean, uh, Imelda, yeah. is Bunty. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't realize this until the very end. The, the, the lady who plays Arita Skeeter in Harry Potter is Mrs. Twee. Oh, that's fun. Uh, okay. Women's touch. Um, but yeah, so my touch point with Chicken Run is that it. Yes. I saw it in theaters and it exists in like a very much of like a launching era for theaters for me. Like I I have like an early Joe theater experience era that stretches between like, we talked about how A Bug's Life was like the first movie I ever saw in theaters. So a little bit bit beyond that, you get into like 99 where it becomes like Star Wars episode one, right? So Phantom Menace, I have a clear um, image of that. Then you get into um, 2000s where it's like, um this uh emperor's new groove lilo and stitch start to get a little bit more Disney-fied then right back into star wars episode 2 and then the the next few years of that it becomes like lord of the rings were huge uh for me and my household yeah. and then it kind of caps off with like the first pirates of the caribbean in 2003 and that kind of opens the door for more of like an adolescent into teenage years theater experience yeah so chicken run is very much like at the core of those early years for me That's awesome. and i remember seeing it in theaters and i specifically remember like the the marketing campaigns that went along with this and this is another one of the pillars that i want to talk about of like a blockbuster movie is like the multi-media experience channel omni channel in college we talked about this this term called transmedia where it's just like you're you're occupying so many different like uh, runways of media and trying to like promote or get a single message across. And so, the thing I remember about Chicken Run is specifically Happy Meals. Um, there was a whole campaign with like building uh, the the plane that they eventually build in Chicken Run. So there's almost like a Transformers oh, component cool. to it, where like you would get a hut, and uh, if you get enough of them you get one that would like become the wings and you get like three of them together would become like the body of this plane. And then you have like individual pieces. Yeah. 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 I remember that as a tie in. And so I was, I was going to say, I was like, if you go, uh, fast food, I was like, is it, was (laughs) the birth of Burger (laughs) King's chicken fried? Anything with like a chicken food tie in. It's like hell immediately for this movie. Um, Yeah god um yeah so i i, I want to kind of propose that as one of the many definitions of what we would call a blockbuster in this situation so uh, as part of this miniseries we've seen like hits in terms of like financial revenue right like all of these movies make a ton of money yeah i i think to be a real blockbuster you need a bit of that like monoculture moment though it needs to have like a lasting impact. And this movie does, in a way, especially for, like, the stop-motion animation um, industry because it was such a turning point uh, in terms of getting stop-motion onto the big screen, getting stop-motion a part of, like, the public conscious. And so you see, like, big-budget stop-motion movies that follow. You have Coraline, you have... um, Did you see Kubo and the Two Strings, like, five years ago? Oh, no, but I remember seeing trailers. That's that's also, like, a Leica movie. And then you have, like... The Wallace and Gromit movie which also like won the Oscar Mm -hmm. when it came out so oh good for this movie really paves the way for stop motion being not just like a critically successful Mm -hmm. genre but like commercially as well and so it's a it's a turning point in that way and then um I think it also has uh an impact as a blockbuster because of its like marketing um its level of marketing so you have like (laughs) you have everything from like a million different character posters for this movie floating around to all the way down to like Happy Meals, like I was oh, yeah. saying. So like in big order big to big have big. that impact, you have to have you have to be like ingrained in so many different aspects of culture. Something that we're seeing right now with not exactly Oppenheimer, but definitely Barbie yeah. is like everywhere. And so yeah. it's you're gonna it. yeah, you're not going to get the, the the what would an Oppenheimer uh, meal deal happy meal totally be? Uh, oh, God. Just like Put just together the bomb true. and yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah you get each mm-hmm. piece of the symbol later at home. Fills that. Yeah. Amazing. One of the toys is just like a piece of paper that just says hubris or something. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the- and there's the time with General Mills cereal. You get enough box tops. You <laughs> get the Oppenheimer. You know, Mom, please. <laughs> Fine. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at with (laughs) Chicken Run and, like, the the impact it had at that time. Um, let me give you some stats, and then we can kind of get into Mm -hmm. the bulk of this episode. So, Chicken Run, uh, directed by Peter Lord and Nick Park, both big in British stop-motion animation. I think Peter Lord was one of the founders of Aardman, so this is kind of, like, a long time coming for him. Um, starring the voices of... Julia Sawala, um, who is Ginger, um, Mel Gibson, Miranda Richardson, Tony Hagarth, Timothy Spall, so another Harry Potter actor, act, actually. Pettigrew from Harry Potter voices the the main rat. Um, and then Imelda Staunton, uh, among others. Um, this movie was scored by John Powell and Harry Gregson Williams, which is the same team... Howell also did all the How to Train Your Dragon movies. Albrex and William did scores for The Chronicles of Narnia and The Martian and the Metal Gear video games. And so you get like a big, rousing, inspiring score from these guys, which I think is very present in this movie. Like the music is one of the things I think about first when I think about Chicken Run. Um, released in June of 2000, again, blockbuster, summer hit, Right, smack, and yeah, it made two hundred twenty-seven million dollars against a budget of forty-five million. Uh, Forty small for, I guess. For I for think stop this animation. one is weirdly fast for stop-motion animation too. Like it only took them like a year and a half of production. I guess because, like you said, like because it's such right. a contained set. I, I, and a lot of the chickens kind of look missing. Mm-hmm. You know. i have some stats there so during production 30 sets were used with 80 animators working along with people working overall the result was one minute of film completed for each week of filming jesus and i think the part that we're forgetting is the entire like machine sequence was probably insane uh to film Mm, mm -hmm. i love that bit yeah um yeah, so that's Chicken Run. Why don't we queue up the trailer and I'll have you uh do the plot description and we can get into it. All right. Let's see how to uh, how to get, get this. this. That get that that. It should mute yourself. That should mute yourself. There. Yeah. yeah ever wonder what chickens do when you're not looking really Operation cover up no chicken escapes from Tweedy you've got to get out of here fun and I know our last escape attempt was a bit of a fiasco. These chickens are planning a little getaway. The plan is? We go going for the wire. A bit- Now will work? Now. Yep. All right, so, well. Oh, well, so we can- the fine folks can hear you. It's taking a while. Here we go. Technical difficulty. That's the traitor. I mean you can kind of imagine what's happening there you can imagine it's uh large bits of the movie and pieces to get you excited that is how uh webster defines a trailer um why don't we fill in the blanks then and you give me a one minute plot description here do you want me to keep time? here i got you I mean, or else I could. No, no, no! I got it right here. Fifty out loud. Are you ready? Okay. One minute plot description of Chicken Run starts now. Run begins. Not even begin. Uh, This this chicken farm. Their leader, and she wants to escape so bad. Uh, The tweet Tweety. Uh, she's partnering with the smartest chickens out in her coop to escape or else they will die on the farm uh, then Mel Gibson is a uh, rooster and uh you know, on accident and he's, and, he's and, he's them them. Them. and he's gonna teach them how to f- they're gonna fly out of there turns out he's he's a beats ch- because he's the chick- other so they're like, she'll change this movie plane and then they're like we should change this movie title to call it but that would give away the ending of the movie so uh, they, and, uh, they do it all the while. And all is that uh, they do it he's, all the while. while uh, this is happening. I get a pie making machine and it all blows up. Yeah, Mel Gibson has sex with all the chickens. Mel Gibson has sex with all the chickens. That's where you get yeah, all the chicks chick- from at the end. Where you get all the chick- <laughs> chicks from at the end. I really love that we were able to fit in that this is like a weirdly horny movie at points. Um, so, so horny. Um, yeah. So Mel Gibson... Uh, arrives on this farm and gives them hope because he is. Yeah. Uh, he is presenting himself as a chicken that is able to fly. Now I haven't done the research here, and I probably should have. Can chickens not chicken fly? I think they can, just not very high. Right, because I feel like I've. They're not like migrating or anything, but I feel like I've like seen them <laughs> no. flying. But just, I would think a normal chicken might be able to scale over mm-hmm. that. Um, but maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean the the way that they're animated and the way that they're like clay motioned together in this, they they have arms in, in, instead of uh, wings. Essentially, they have yeah, literal. The, I, I I like the uh, the way that the chickens are modeled in this movie. Um, they they have opposable thumbs essentially um and i also love the um uh what is the word like i love the the size ratios of everything because like the you're yeah i mean, yeah, I mean the, the bodily proportions yes but like you're you're on their level for the most part and then one of the humans come in and they're like twice the size of one of their chicken coops and so it right, it, right. It's, it's kind of insane like how small they actually are um so yeah there's there's a couple different turning points in this movie where there's montages of them trying to escape this chicken farm in multiple different ways because they are um, being bred for their eggs, essentially. Yeah. Um, and if they don't produce eggs, they get their heads chopped off and they get eaten by the farmers. Um, yeah. yeah, like... <laughs> and very suggestive. To be clear, they don't, they don't show very uh, a chicken getting her head chopped off, but like you hear it, basically. The implication shadow, you heat you see the knife come down, or like you see it coming down, but she you doesn't know, there's no penetration. But um chickens <laughs> bo- only bones. later on the table. Yeah. They clink in Yeah, so Mr. and Mrs. Tweety hate chickens. Um you can tell they're they're not satisfied with their situation on like a Dickensian level. Like they really want to get off this uh fucking farm. Right. Um Yeah, they're they're trying to make it as an egg farm small, small business. In the English countryside. On the English countryside, but uh they are making razor thin march. Mrs. Tweety just can't and takes minuscule profits. I love that part of the movie where she's like, I'm sick and tired of making minuscule profits. And then she immediately sees a magazine that says, are you sick and tired of making minuscule profits? <laughs> like, bought she bought that magazine for that it was there. <laughs> <laughs> like the title yeah, of the magazine. And yeah, um, <laughs> you know? remember, um, so that gravy making pie machine, whatever, and <laughs> that they had to put in to get... That fucking billboard hmm. on the side like eaten into the yeah life i mean like only uh, the the farmer guy has to build it all um but yeah it is this massive piece of technology because they finally decide they <laughs> there's there's such like a heel turn where like they're sick of raising these chickens for the eggs they're just going to completely raise them for pies instead so we're going to slaughter the chickens yeah. um and the chickens realize and so it increases their need obviously to escape Um, Rocky the American rooster comes into play they think he's a flying rooster he tells them he's a flying rooster because he needs uh, to hide from the circus um, that is trying to come after them Um, and so another montage of them uh, trying to learn how to fly in exchange for hiding him they're all going to get out together he develops a relationship with Ginger the the ringleader of the chickens Um, and the contention it's yeah yeah thick in that in this movie yeah the horniness comes into play where it's just like this is a this is a farm full of hens who are kind of seeing an eligible bachelor for the first time and they all first want him he's, he's a hot he's hot rooster yeah and they want it yeah and then the 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 big dramatic moment did you see it coming where it's like he actually doesn't know how to fly? um and he can't stop lying anymore. Yeah, I knew that he was hiding a secret. I just mm-hmm. didn't know what the secret would be. I was like, okay, they can go a couple different mm-hmm. ways. Either he doesn't really know how to fly and but like then like, how did he get there? Uh or he's actually a hen posing as a rooster. Wow. I know that's kind of where I jumped to. It. I was cuz he kind of looks more like a hen than he does look like Fowler or Fowler. Fowler the, the other uh there's one older rooster, wonderful. yeah. He's got the, the waddle and right. he's got eyebrows kind of and things like that. The implications of that would have been wild. I I didn't even Easy. consider that. Wow. That's that's hundred percent where my brain went. I was like, oh, that's what's on the bottom of that poster that she finds. It's like the flying hen for something like what. <laughs> what would they have done with that? <laughs> I don't know. And it's just like it's a trans story. Amazing. <laughs> I don't think America was ready for that. But Britain was. <laughs> Um, they were brave to do it. That's kind of where. But uh, I something I just didn't know what it was. But then it was just like, oh no, he was shot out of a camp. yeah, because he's in the circus. Well, then where was the fucking circus? It yeah. on the street. Because how far? If you'll notice, like when Ginger's outside and he first flies over, like did you see the part like right before that happens? There's like a thunderclap explosion behind her. That's when he gets shot out of the cannon. Yeah. and Then you hear him flying over. So he's okay. part of like an act where like they shoot chickens out of cannons. Apparently that was a thing back then. Um, so they thing. realize he's shot out of a cannon. He runs away and kind of abandons them because he can't face his guilt. Um, and they become determined to enter the third act of this movie, which is we're going to build a transformer plane. <laughs> it's just like the... They kind of teased it along the way of like the Scottish, Scottish Mac Mac. Mm-hmm. Mac. Yeah, this the Scottish and the genius. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep building, um, you know, catapults and little mechan- mechanisms, and then they supply them with change for fresh eggs. It's, it's very much like a classic like heist framework, except they're breaking out instead of breaking into something, you have like yeah. You got the leader. You got like the 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 mastermind, the strategist. You got the brains. You got the muscle. You got like the comedic relief, basically, <laughs> basically. Dimwit, yeah, Babs, Babs. Oh, God, I one-liners. Um, who, when the when the one chicken is taken off to be beheaded, she asks if she's going on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> like, I imagine that's a lot of like American children's first introduction to like vacation versus holiday. Oh yeah, very very British terminology. Yes. Yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, so the, the claymation bit comes into play, uh, in interesting ways in this movie. So I think there's a, there's like a level of texturing in this movie that you just can't really get mm. through CGI. Oh yeah. Especially cause this is such like a grimy movie in certain ways. Like there's so much like mud and stuff. Like there's actual clay that they're walking yeah. around in. And so it it's really able to like shine as a medium there. Yeah, I noticed that in the scene where they like show the fence with the spoon, mm-hmm. like how they dig down, and it's like, oh, that's just a lump clay that they. It really looks really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I I really like like how grimy the 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 encampment uh, looks and how their huts are designed. I love the the pie making machine sequence um so there's this this massive uh like Rube goldberg-esque machine being built in the in the barn next to the the chicken coops essentially and ginger gets taken rocky has to go in and rescue her and so they they end up going through the guts of this machine in like a clamation format and essentially like it's a pie making machine and so there's like vegetable and gravy all over the place it's insane the the just the sheer mechanics in that entire machine. Like it's got the dough and the vegetables and the gravy and a giant, and it's in conveyor belts for days and the gravy pressure. It's all real. So like how much of that was like in miniaturized form? How, how did they fit the camera into all of those places? Like, I wonder if, if you're working on a stop motion movie, are there moments where, you kind of tweak it a little bit with cgi because um, there were actually moments in this movie where you could tell uh i think it was in like the dancing sequence that maybe they kind of blended some frames together a little bit with some of their movements they looked a little bit more uh blended as opposed to like stop motioning yeah um it was like the lightest lightest touch but i i it's interesting to think of that being like a discussion of like how how much CGI uh, touch-ups can we make to this? Maybe maybe not even like CGI, mm-hmm. like in the traditional sense of like we're gonna add in this thing, or maybe it's just it's just it's like, like editing, motion blur. Yeah. yeah, it's just a little bit of editing. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, because that 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 scene in particular is a lot of motion and things going on, so to make it feel a little more easier to on the eye with a lot of characters moving, maybe they added some motion. Right, because like. If you have things in stop motion that are like floating or flying through the air or some things are moving faster than others, like everything is like a fucking math equation for like what to move versus not for every single frame that you're taking a picture of. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Why do people torture themselves like this? It's for the art, joke. Art's not worth it. Art is dying. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the the texture, the one thing that I had, a, it's, and it's not even an issue, it's just like a, a personal preference of mine. It's kind of close to like the uh, tryptophobia or, or topophobia, whatever it is. It's like the thing with like the holes holes kind of. And you kind of get that with some of like the texturing of like their bottom half mm-hmm. where their legs meet their like chicken ass mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like their feathers and it's just like the stippling of all the feathers. It just like, yeah, yeah. It looks, gives me the... it looks like flaky alieny skin in a yeah. way. Uh, I I can totally see that. Yeah, it kind of looks like a like a pine cone mm-hmm. in certain instances. Yeah, uh, it kind of just gives me the ick a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, like I appreciate that just the sheer amount of detail. And their has, teeth are weird too. They have teeth and chicken fingers. Joe, <laughs> do chickens actually have teeth? I, don't, I, don't think I have a stat about that. So <laughs> when when a chicken speaks um, in this movie, each sound corresponds to a different beak that was placed on the character and so you have like characters and then you have like 20 or so different like beaks that are just lined up and they would just like replace them based Uh, on the line of dialogue that they're saying yeah yeah so they they probably had to like break down the sounds into individual syllables and then figure out okay like this is where the mouth is going to go fully circular and then this is where it's going to be like wider this is where it's going to be open this is where we show tongue versus not chicken um right yeah uh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a that's a common practice. Just general animation stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's all this the syllabic shapes for the for the mouth, um, which uh, you know is a fascinating uh, just practice in and of itself. Just to do the match, you know, especially because these movies take years to do. So, like, when do the voice actors come in and slap down their line? You know yeah that's crazy i guess like they would have to do it before so they can build off of that or do they watch the animation just try to like line up the voices i don't know that's crazy or do they do it at the same time it's not for us to it's figure out for us. it's for smarter folks. So, yeah they probably didn't make the voice actors stay on set for a year and a half and voice could each could you pieces. imagine Mel Gibson's like, this is costing you another ten million dollars. Like, Jesus Christ, I can't stand it anymore. <sighs> That's it. That's it. <sighs> Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Chicken Run leads into Passion of the Christ. I bet there's a um, there's definitely, you know, seven degrees yeah. there. Yeah. So, like I like I said before, this is this is a very contained story with clear stakes. It's a tight. Uh, Yes, um, it's, it, it gives you folks to root for. It gives you folks to root against. Um, there's, there's like a couple different twists that are interesting. Um, it is physically contained within a space, so you kind of get to know it. You get to know the mechanics of everything that's happening around you. Um, there's like references made at towards the end of the movie from the beginning of the movie. Like the beginning of the movie, you talked about like them digging out uh, underneath the fence as a, one of their many escape attempts that it shows in like that opening montage. That ends up being the way that they show that Rocky gets out uh, at the end when he kind of runs yeah. away. Uh, it shows the spoon again, um, and so it's it's very contained. It's very tight script in that way. Um, there's some very impressive like set pieces uh, in terms of like the machinery sequence and then the, the 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 plane that they end up building out of multiple huts and fabric and stuff. Bonkers, yeah. um, the amount of just moving parts, it and mm-hmm. it's you know. Chicken feet, pedal-powered. It's very cool to watch. There's, like, gears everywhere. It looks like a big, huge, like, treehouse on wheels that has wings, kind of, and, it, like, it goes into the innards a lot. It's, and it's very... Like, them all pedaling. very Lost Boys from Hook. So. Yes, that's what I was just... Thinking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of, like, wooden planks uh, and stuff and wires. Um, and then there's, like, a pretty crazy and like action-packed sequence at the end where they are (laughs) flying there's um uh christmas lights is it that like gets caught onto the end of their plane so that's trailing them and then mrs tweety the evil farmer like hooks onto that and so they're flying around with her hanging off of it she's got a hatchet and murder in her eyes um he looks insane i love the design she looks so crazy she's like this housewife that's gone like full like jason yeah it's, you know? it, that that whole ending sequence is you know it, it's very fast but pulse pounding and very exciting and um so when you know it's the the bait and switch kind of thing she comes down with the hatchet but Jin sure so good ducks her head and cuts the wire and it's like a solid 30 second stuff like the reveal and then yeah. you realize that she's holding on to the wire the whole time that chicken is strong as fuck oh yeah it's the insane and just let him- um she cuts herself off the wire, essentially. And, um, they and then she... fly away, but, like, the one of the shots, they're flying away, but, like, the fence line is right here. So, like, they didn't get very far. Yeah. But during I the mean, whole six-minute sequence of escape. Yeah, to be they're, they're kind of going in circles during this flying sequence. Yeah. Um, and then they end up at a convenient bird sanctuary, which is nice. yeah. Um, It's all the chickens on an island that looks like bug I, life. Yes, that is exactly um, what I got to... Conditions. Yeah. uh my my final notes on the plot here is this is ultimately a movie about the mechanics of aviation um they get really into the science of it um both the animated movies we have watched this and bug's life have a secret avian construction plot point they do and they're um, very similar because they build a bird and bug's life out of leaves and stuff and it becomes like integral to the plot um and the adding on to like the world war ii uh comparisons or imagery in this movie this movie ends with a gravy explosion that looks like a mushroom cloud did you catch yes. that <laughs> yeah uh-huh. it's it's essentially they drop the bomb on this chicken farm and then they fly out yeah right. leaving the tweeties destitute as they Should they be. sunk all their money into that machine into the advertising surely they did like radio spots and stuff like that <laughs> like they have zero money now it's great and they have no home it's it's Amazing. What do you think happens in real life if this happens? So, like, your chickens have built an airplane and flown away. They probably can't get far. They're on the radar of the government at this point. Like, do you call the police and be like, Well, so... I need to get my chickens. Well, first <laughs> of all, this is Brit, Brit, and running? they are, uh, they're not police officers. You call a constable? You call the constable in Or, uh... Constable, uh... Uh, I can't remember what else you'd call it, a, a, a British police officer. It's like a Bobby. It's a Bobby. Yeah. Hot a Bobby or Scotland, or whatever they come in. Uh, But if this is like the 50s and 60s or something like that, you know, I don't know if radar exists. Mm-hmm. Is there an unidentified giant. They're large, like flying object, enough to lift a human being, yeah. right? And so hopefully they don't fly too far but it's also again it's that toy story element of like who's gonna believe you you know could you uh, so imagine I can imagine like a darker twist too uh, of like a uh, uh, Icarus kind of story time oh they can't control like they, it and they just keep flying up into they go, the, go they too they high they fly too high they flew too they close. all hold hands as they like freeze to death <laughs> freeze dried chicken amazing and then they fall back down to the earth but then the the pressure cooks them and then they're just perfectly cooked chickens by the time they land. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So, that's Chicken Run. Chicken Run. Um, yeah. Justin, uh, what were you surprised by this movie? What'd you like? What'd you hate? I had a good time. I mm-hmm. appreciated how tight the the time was. Like, it was in and out. It was, like you said, it's a very short and easy-to-consume plot point or just mm-hmm. plot, spiral. Um we watched it over the course of two nights because i we paused it about halfway or what i thought was halfway and turns out there was only like 10 minutes left um, yeah i was like hey, we'll it's it's the, split into like a few different sequences and they're all like separated by like a montage of something happening yeah. um and that's pretty yeah, much we it. stopped it on the first night uh like just before the uprising as soon as mr mm-hmm. d like catches on and catches them um, I was like, okay, that's a good place to stop. We're gonna catch the the final third act here tomorrow in another thirty minute installment or whatever. And I was like, no, it's just different. I love the line where like they're they're actively fighting against him, and he shouts to his wife that the chickens are revolting, are revolting. <laughs> and she's like, not even looking. She's like, finally, something we agree on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was delightful. A children's movie, yes, but with dark elements that you're gonna have to answer some questions on the way home. Hey, there were children during World War II. Yes, you're right. Yeah, it's <laughs> chilly. Uh, I got some notes here, and then we'll we'll talk about our beverages that you are now out of. Oh, actually, oh, you shit, have yeah, cocktail moment. Um, here, let me hit some notes, and then we'll we'll do that. So I love that within the first minute, there's an actual chicken running. It's Ginger. Mm-hmm. She's trying to escape, and she's running. And I was like, oh, that's like chicken run. The title of this is confusing. Confusing uh, but a you little can't bit. Call it chicken. Chickens can fly, or can mm-hmm. chickens fly? White chickens can jump, you know. Like get that chicken, catch, catch that fucking <laughs> chicken. chicken. Um, so I've never seen Schindler's List. Is this what? Is this similar vibes? do <laughs> Donor, um, I think that's a little darker. I've never seen Schindler's List too, but I think that movie more directly deals with the Holocaust than this does. Okay, I mean, this is this is more of a prisoner of war, sure. Kind. Or is this more of like a chicken Shawshank? And it it is. It's like a, an escape. You can kind of think of it yeah. that way, yeah. Uh, it's kind of dark. Uh, Mel Gibson, I was super surprised by Mel Gibson. Did not see that. I didn't expect an American character to show yeah. Um. So when he shows up and he starts talking, I'm like, well, who's the asshole who didn't even attempt to put on an accent? Pause the movie. Oh, so no. Cent. And it's like, <laughs> oh, no, I'm from America. I was like, okay, all right, you get a pass. Uh, Babs, the twit chicken is hilarious. Mm. Uh, I love that she made a noose. She was knitting a noose on accident. <laughs> hilarious and dark as shit. Uh, who gave, who gave that rooster a medal? Fowler? Mm. Like, why was he getting a medal? His backstory is so so amazing. <laughs> the horror. Yeah, this <laughs> old rooster who was like in the Air Force, but not really. <laughs> this is the poultry division. What does that mean? <laughs> and why did he get a medal? Um, and then <laughs> I was like, "So is he fucking all these hens? I don't know how a chicken farm works. Why do you even have so, a rooster? I think he's there um, to like literally just be a rooster and like uh, wake them up every morning, and then just um, come to his orders. Unless you want to make more chickens, yeah, then you get him. I mean, he's 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 there to to have order, I guess. Yes, I guess. I'm not, I'm not sure the power dynamics of a real chicken." It's another thing uh, where it's like it bends reality a little bit because they they're counting the chickens and like uh, figuring out like who laid what eggs, and they know that all the chickens are lined up perfect order, like like people, like, and they're they're all wearing different like hats and stuff. Who knit and those so, hats for them? There's such an acceptable level of like reality breaking that's happening between the chickens and their owners. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it 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 if you try to dig into it too much, you can't do it because you'll hurt your brain. Um, I I loved how, and we talked about this, just how horny it was. How all those hands wanted to bang Rocky uh, as soon as he showed up. Uh, Mr. Tweety is a cluck, 100. percent He's got big cuck energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocky and Ginger are gonna fall in love, aren't they? And they did. I love that they didn't. <laughs> and right yeah. at this towards the end. He's like, "Oh, they're gonna kiss. How are you? How do you animate beaks kissing? How are they gonna do?" They did they kiss, kiss, but yeah. it was just a head in front of another head. So they did. It's like show to show the mechanics of two beaks. It's like they they kind of like make their lips into a circle and then they press those two tubes together. Basically, and they're just exchanged. It's French. like they're not French kissing. Yeah, they're English kissing. Uh, I wish there were more room for cock jokes. That would have been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the Indiana Jones reference uh, mm-hmm. with the hat. Uh, there was another reference in there too. It's a Star Wars reference. Where's the Star Wars reference? It's again, it's like right after the hat, they, uh, they're escaping the machine and they do like a Luke and Leia on the rope, uh, thing across the, the gear. I missed that one. Yeah. And then there's a Star Trek reference with Mac, Mac. the, the Scottish hen with, oh. if it her all she's got. Yeah. And she's, she's Scotty, uh, down in the I'll afternoon. Listen. Yeah. Love that. Um, let's see. So Mel Gibson is giving kind of Tim Allen vibes it sure. sounds at multiple points like Tim Allen doing Buzz Lightyear in mm-hmm. Toy Story which I thought was interesting Love the montage building of the plane um should this be called Chicken Flight or Fly but that would spoil the ending <laughs> uh now it's not that they have little accessories that bother me it's the fact that they have fucking chicken fingers and teeth you don't like because the. Some, of the things, <laughs> it's, it's some shots where it's like just the hand comes in and grabs something. It's like, oh, who is that? And then it's like, oh, they have fingers. Of course. There were certain sacrifices that had to be made in, in order for <laughs> oh, this to function as an three, animated game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we already talked about how Ginger is the strongest chicken ever, holding the line for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end, who made all those babies? Who made all the baby chicks? You know who made all the babies. It's just Rocky and Ginger. Maybe there's more chickens on the uh, Bird Sanctuary that we're just not seeing. Molly Chicken? We will likely find out, though, because do you know that there's going to be a sequel uh, to this movie coming out later this year? This year? Yeah, Chicken yeah. Run 2. There's a sequel 23 years later. It's going to be on Netflix. It's called Chicken Run Dawn of the Nugget. Dawn of the Nugget? Yeah, it's about them, and they have a kid, and something's, like, threatening the bird sanctuary that they live on now. And so they have to, like, stage a stage a break-in or a heist or something again. Oh, wow. And they have, like, a daughter now. Amazing. Yeah. And does it also take place 23 years later? Because I don't think a chicken lifespan is 23 years No, I, I would guess not. Yeah. Um, the lifespan of chickens is an interesting plot point in this, too. Because, like, Fowler, the rooster's like, old. Yeah. But what does that actually mean for a chicken? Like, he was in the Royal Air Force arguably during World War II. Okay, so maybe this is a little sooner. But is he, like, five years old? Like, how does that work? He's five years old, but he's an old chicken man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so this movie paired with A Bug's Life, Joe, this says a lot about you, that those were your picks and those are some of your favorite movies because these movies, those movies comparatively, are very anti-establishment. Yeah. Breaking your bonds. I was very much like a just fight the fascists as a child. Oh, yeah, we're homeschooled. <laughs> it's amazing. I was doing my part. I know where we're. You? I love it. Um, those are all my 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 notes and and introspections that I took during the movie. I I do like that a theme of this is yeah we're going to like physically break out of this uh camp, but also that starts with like mentally breaking out too. You have to like want freedom uh as well as like actually physically being free um it starts in the mind um and i love the the rousing speeches that are made there's some there good happens. speeches here on par with like independence day you know some great physical comedy too there's lots of moments where they're all just like brawling with each other and there's like feathers flying all it's over great. the place uh again like it's it's so cool I to love see that, that as a motion one. uh cheers to you joe cheers, cheers. to the end um, what do we got going on here? This is something so delicious. I'm going to make this again. Uh, I watched you make I it. I rarely remake cocktails after we make these. but um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to make this one. I'm calling this one a ginger fizzy cock. <laughs> I wanted more cocktail. Um, so first and foremost, this the, the base spirit in here is homemade gin. That Ryan in it. Homemade? pause uh, pause. Everyone, pause walk me pause. through this right now uh okay so little backstory uh a couple of weeks ago was our four-year wedding anniversary oh. and the like theme gift of the year there's always like a, a theme for each year okay. uh it's like paper cotton string whatever yeah this year the four-year anniversary is fruit and flowers okay so it's like do you get do you get them like a fucking edible arrangement? Yeah, pets. Um, but what is fruity and floral? Gin, gin, baby, like gin. So you can make your own gin at home. Um, there's little kits online that you can buy that has all the botanicals and shit in it. Um, am juniper berries and stuff like that, and you just get a dozen spirit of like cheap vodka. Right, I was gonna ask like how where does the actual alcohol so gin come in? Essentially infused fancy vodka. Oh, yeah, really. it's not a unique thing. Um, okay. That's why most gin tastes the same. It has the juniper berry. That is the core. Tastes like twigs. Yeah. Kind of like twigs. Right? No. Uh, it's that floral kind of scent. So that is the base spirit in here. It is, this is uh, a ginger infused gin that we made. We made a little small batch, small batch, you know. Uh, some lemon juice, a little honey syrup, and the egg white because chicken and then topped with club soda it's really nice yeah you said it tastes really good it tastes so fucking good you can taste the honey yeah. mint is real nice that the, the foam on yours has really like maintained its complexity uh, yeah and its, its composure and my head consistency yeah i knew i wanted to do something with an egg mm-hmm. um i went in a different direction so i have what i'm calling the grass on the other side Um, inspired by this movie and how they have a whole thing about how the grass is greener on that hill that they can't see. Um, And so for this recipe, it's really, uh, I'm just going to say anything green that you have um, can go into this. It's kind of like a build your own grass on the other side situation. Um, What I used was one part sour apple schnapps. Okay. um, One part clear gin, half a part lime juice and top with ginger ale. Delightful. It's very sweet, uh, and it's getting me a little tipsy right now. It's, so it's just gin? Oh, and then I guess the apple. Gin and schnapps. Gin schnapps. Which I don't think are supposed to go together, but I didn't really want to bod- go vodka. Yeah. 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 That's delightful. And I, I I called you out on it. Like, it looks green. and it's very green. It's very green. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Very nice. That's amazing. Um... Some closing notes before I get you into this game. <laughs> um, I think I really only had notes on uh, ardman Animations. So they partnered with DreamWorks to make this movie. That partnership continued with... Um, they ended up doing like a CGI... Version of stop motion, it like it. They made it kind of look stop motiony with flushed away. Did you ever watch that? No, about like the rat. Yeah. Um. Um. So they did that. Um. And then that was in like the mid two thousands, and that wasn't really a huge success. Um. But now ardman is a little bit back to the roots, and so they're making movies called like Shaun of the Sh- Shaun of the Sheep, Shaun of the Sheep, Shaun the Sheep. Um. And it's um sequel. So, those have received critical and commercial um, praise. So they're they're going strong. Love that. Um, during a time when you might not think stop motion would be, and they are reprising are their huge. roles for Chicken Run, also Chicken Run. I the movie will be stop motion. There's going to be different voice casts with it. Sure, it's not the it's not like Mel Gibson again. It's actually the guy who plays Shazam is playing the Mel Gibson role. Zachary Levi? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ginger character is going to be uh, uh, Tandyway Newton, so Westworld. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then Bella Ramsey from Last of Us is their daughter. Amazing. Wow, that's a stacked <laughs> cast. Yeah. Yeah, they got a lot of people. Even though, like, the jury's out on yeah. Zachary Levi now, right? We're yeah. Kind of, we're kind of not with them at the moment. It's It's fine. Uh, I I can't remember. I can't remember what, what it was. Yeah, the vibe is off. The vibe is off. I, can, I can probably look yeah. it up. It's like Christian vibes. It's, no. Hunt them now. Now, um, Justin, are you ready for a little game? Games. Uh, you said bucket. It. It's called chicken. I will. Can I confess yeah. something? I know, so the way that we do this, listeners, is like I'll send Justin the name of the game that I am proposing, and then he'll build this like really cool and original animated video sequence off of that. I sent him a a game name called Chicken Fun. You change it. I didn't really know what to do with it. And so our game will be a lot of fun, and it does fit the theme because we're talking about Chicken Run. It's not really about chicken. (laughs) Um, So it's... Damn it, Joe, I made a video and everything. (laughs) We'll see if the video works it says chicken fun all right yeah. let's see what this does I'm gonna I'm gonna mute okay, you myself, yourself and I'm just gonna stay on here with the folks uh, all right <laughs> So, for, <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening at home and not like watching on YouTube, um, Justin essentially just made a chicken run version of the Parks and Rec intro sequence. So, I, I knew kn- there had to be. So, you sent me the the, the final musical bit of uh, uh-huh. The Great Escape. The Great Escape, yeah. And you're like, this is the vibe, 100%. I was like, all right, so it's kind of marchy. There's like horns and a flute and stuff so yeah. you know, like i just kind of composed something and then um i was like all right i need to add some balking at the background so i i think you I know located the, the instrumentation with, with backing, and then um i was like you know what this sounds a lot like the intro to park Steeper." <laughs> so i found a generator built a thing oh my god I truly enjoy all of the original content that you make for this um, podcast. We're really going to have to release like a four disc, like a uh, special exactly. box set of like all of our game intros. Um, so that's chicken fun. Uh, thank you again, Justin. Let me explain to you what this game is going. Not about chicken. Not really about But it is, button. but more about like uh, the blockbuster theme of the month and specifically like modern blockbusters as they're happening maybe right now um so in honor of barbenheimer which is the phenomenon we are still in the middle of of barbie and oppenheimer being released on the same day and creating kind of like a swell of audiences seeing them both as a double feature um i am going to give you a series of portmanteaus so combinations of two different uh uh movie titles here based off of movies that we have covered on this podcast. So the way this is going to work is, are, are you, are you following me? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give you uh, a name like Barbenheimer. Uh, you're going to tell me what movie that we've covered on this podcast that we, that it's referring to. And then also what movie released on the same day as that movie it's also referred Okay, so it's one that part people one. could have seen as like a double. Okay, so it's one part, one movie we've covered, and another movie that we haven't covered that came out on the same, that we haven't covered came out on the same day. No, oh, this is amazing. For example, if I say June 23rd, 2000, Me, Myself, and I Run, that would be Chicken Run, and, run. and Me, Myself, and It I came I run. out the same day? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're going to learn a lot about like counter-programming in this. It's good. Um, okay, so I have eight um eight line items okay. here and we're gonna, just gonna okay. go through let's do it and we'll see how many. You see do it right okay um are you ready so ready play chicken fun. fun yes and we're gonna have fun all right number one so June 30th 2006 the devil returns the devil returns okay so it's the devil wears Prada that's one of them what returned in two thousand six? Uh Return. Return of Jafar. Nope, nope. Uh that I'll give you one hint for yeah, each other else. Um Superhero. Superman Returns. Superman yeah. Return in two thousand six. Yeah. So it's the Devil Wars Prada and Superman same. Returns came out at the same day. Amazing. Yeah. Worlds colliding. Yeah. That. Okay. Number two. February 16th, 1996. Happet, Treasure, Islemore. One more time. Happet, February 16th, 1996. Happet, Treasure, Islemore. Okay, so Muppet, Treasure Island. yeah, mean <laughs> Happet, Islemore. 1996? Uh, I, I'll take the hint. I'll take, take a hint for a half point. Mm, okay, S- sports habit treasure Islemore. Uh, have the more half more all more. I don't know. Oh, you're closing in on it. You're so close. All door. All door. All door. Oh okay. <laughs> all door. Odor. You okay. up? It's Muppet Treasure Island and Happy Gilmore. 96. That's a good one. It's a good one. Okay. July 14th, 1989. Are you ready? When Lysery met Killy. Okay. When Harry met Sally. That's one of them. Lysery, Lice. Kill. License to kill. You. Nailed it. I loved you working that out. Okay. Yeah. December 3rd, 2010. Okay. Black Express. Black Swan with <laughs> Apple Express. No. Polar Express. Polar Express 2010 IMAX re-release. The re-release, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Couldn't get that one past you. No. Um, June 10th, 1994. Spitty Spickers 2. We covered this. It's Speed and City Slickers 2, Curse of Ch- <laughs> Curly's Gold. <laughs> the Legend of Curly Gold. So, it wasn't Curse. That's right. It was just a legend. City can you say Spickers, Joe? I don't think you can. Is Spickers something? Oh, no. Don't cancel me. Um, September 29th, 2000. Remember the show. Best in show. Remember the Titans? Wow, I thought that was going to be a hard one. Come on, come on. What was happening in September 2000 for you? Um, uh-huh. okay, two more to go. Okay, December 15th, 1974, Father Stein, father of the bride, young Frankenstein. No, no, you got young Frankenstein. Ooh, what? Okay, give me your give me your portmanteau one more time. Father Stein, just Father Stein. Father, is it was there a movie called father in 1974 no uh oh godfather 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 part, godfather two, part two. two yep i made it a little tricky for yeah, you yeah okay last one are you ready these are all easy i thought they were gonna be harder november 20th 1998 bug rats, bug rats. Uh, a bug's life <laughs> is it the rugrats yeah, that's like the only one of these takeover pair. No, it's it's just takeover the Rugrats movie. movie. That's the only one of these that would like actually work as like a, a double feature uh, to go see. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All these other ones oh, don't make sense. Um, congratulations, Justin! I say you got like a solid eighty percent so. on that one, an eighty out of eight. Yeah, I love. Yeah, it. did you have that fun? And so. do you feel like a chicken? I feel like a chicken who had fun. Who's just yeah. here? I-, I feel like bats. You know, so I think the title of the game is uh, not only appropriate but also like very just fit. Chick manto cock manto, cock <laughs> <laughs> That just sounds like a martial arts fighting. I'll I'll edit the, the video and just instead of chicken fun, I'll put cock <laughs> Oh, that's some big thunder! I don't know if we're picking that up on the microphone, but it's actively but storming it outside. Up. up, yeah. Oh, Justin, great chicken, chicken, chicken run. run, so much fun. Um. It's maybe the only stop motion movie that we'll be able to cover, uh, and I'm glad we were able to cover it. Uh, yeah, you're right, because there are so few, uh, and we've yeah we both seen like Coraline, seen Coraline and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, and then whatever that, that Wild God movie is that I talked about, that took 30 years to make. You may need maybe to send that to that. me. We'll, we'll post it on together. Instagram. Um, but yeah, this was fun. This was a delight, uh, even though there were some heavy handed themes. Some yeah, dour themes. Yeah. Um, uh, dark connotations dark, of sorts. British cinema. British cinema. That's British cinema. British cinema, baby. Yeah. You know? But uh, it's a, it speaks a lot to your character, to Joe, you know, as a person. I'll take that as a compliment. It is a compliment. 100%. Yeah. You, you take no shit. <laughs> you, uh, you will not be shacked. Yes. <laughs> try, to, try to chain me up and take my eggs? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my eggs. My eggs. My eggs. Um, why don't you tell listeners about where we're headed in the month of August? You guys, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a vacation next month. And uh not just the kind that Joe likes to take uh at the drop of a hat. <laughs> uh we're doing for August, we're gonna do the theme of summer vacations. Uh it is the tail end of summer. You know, a lot of people are going back to school and kind of stuff. So we're trying to capture the essence of travel of um excitement and just, just like that the family packed into yeah. a car yeah you're in like a new exotic location and you you know yeah find and love a little bit yeah these movies uh involve packing a bag uh and then exploring yourself as well as new lands it's uh, it's it's coming of age but it's also um you know it's just, just coming. coming into yourself <laughs> Just come, yeah and in the ca- movie just coming yeah just coming yeah uh it's great so uh We're going to do my movie first, and we're going to do Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I've never seen it. Uh, And it takes place in Hawaii. How fun. I do know about the the seagull dick, which I am excited Excited for. for? Yeah. I've never seen it, but that's the one big thing I know about this movie. Oh. It's uh, it's modern. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so we're going to do that, and then uh, Joe's going to close it out later in the month uh, with his pick, and then, uh, who knows, after that, it's September, it's our one-year anniversary. And we're just going to <gasps> something. There will be cake, I think. It's the it's the paper anniversary. Aww. That's like a cocktail. Yeah. yeah, people pay to watch that, I think. <laughs> we'll make some money. Anyway, this is great. Um, Chicken Run is a delight. Can't wait to watch it again watch and show it to you. my daughter. She's going to enjoy it. Enjoy it. Um, but yeah, that was the Uncultured Cinematic Universe. Thanks, Joe. Join us next time for Sex Comedy. Bye.